This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I'm joined here with my best friend, Laurie Wallace. Hey, guys. And we are so grateful for you to join us yet again this week. We know you are so busy and the fact that you choose to spend your time with us means so much to us. So if you could take a moment and like us on all the social medias, we are on Instagram at the Badass Ladies Club. We are on Facebook Badass Ladies One Word um, Club. We are on TikTok, um, YouTube, YouTube. Yeah, like you all know, of them. all of them. So, um, thank you guys so much. We are so excited because today we are joined by Vilma Zubal. Um, she owns the Fam Salon in Kansas City. Well, Leewood, technically, right, Vilma? Yeah, general area, (laughs) a suburb. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Vilma, um, back in the spring when I first went Mm. to the Midwest Hairstyling Awards when I was working with the wonderful Gina Chapman and Peter Gray for their presentation there, and I just. I loved it. I loved the whole experience and Vilma is so sweet and amazing. We are going back and we're going to be talking about that and it's going to be bigger and better for us here at the Badass Ladies Club. I am so excited to get into the collaboration today and kind of give everybody a peek into what we've been working on. And Vilma has been such a big part of it. Thank you for being on the podcast today, lady. We really appreciate it appreciate what you're doing in the industry and I'm excited to talk about it. Me too. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So let's start with, um, I want to start with Ziphium. Yeah. Because I am so excited to see Ziphium. I haven't actually been there yet, but I've obviously like been creeping you on all the social medias and I've heard all about it from Jessica from the times that she's been there to visit we both know what it means to love your salon, you know, and to put your everything and your heart and your soul into a location. And I can feel that from your salon without ever having been there. So tell us a little bit about Ziphium and why you felt called to have a salon and have your own space and create this experience for people. Sure. Um, you know, Many years ago, I'm first of all, you guys, I'm going to be celebrating 40 years in the industry this fall. Wow. So um, I came into this industry thinking that I was going to be focusing mainly on art. But um, prior to making the decision to dive into this industry, I uh, thought that I was going to be working more in social work and counseling because um, I've always had that inside of me wanting to help people and not realizing way back then and that I was an empath. And um, so combining that art that we do and combining um, the fact that I was able to listen and, and work with like a three dimensional 
human being was pretty cool. Um, and fast forwarding into um, discovering Aveda uh, many years ago, I uh, came along these just amazing people that taught me so much about intertwining the beauty um, craft along with um, the earth and, and taking care of people, but also just the, the, the art of crafting hairstyles and carving hair and designing. So that just kind of snowballed into me working with the Veda, teaching, being able to travel around the country, um, going abroad for training. Um, and the more I experienced being around different people, the more I was influenced and in wanting to, to build that and share more with my clients and share with my and um, that's how and me um, in this kind of, I don't want to say dark moment, but, you know, we always grow from our dark moments, but it came at a time in our, in my life when I wasn't sure which girl again, he's come to those crossroads and, and where we feel a bit challenged. And it, it for me, it was really important to have purpose and to make a difference if I was going to continue to pursue what I was doing in our industry. So that led me to Ziphium and people are like always asking me to this day, what does it mean? And for me, Ziphium is the, it's a horticultural name. It's um, the Latin word for um, spirit-like strength. It's a, it's an iris. And that was my, one of my first connections with Horst Ruckelbacher who um, founded Aveda, he always had this beautiful iris on his tables mm -hmm. anytime he did a presentation. So yeah. I I always looked at this flower and, you know, flowers are so delicate, but this one just kind of stood out on its own. It was so powerful. And, and then the meaning spear like strength, you could be soft and strong at the same time. And that's how I felt like that flower represented me and um, being caring, but also knowing when you had to be strong to make things happen and persevere. Um, so I feel like this has just been my story and my theme, including to up to today, leading up to what we're dealing with um, currently. So Ziphium is that backbone for me um, to be able to share and do things, um, including, you know, to include things um, that I believe in that I want to share, but that I don't try to force onto other people. I just feel like if I'm going to be organic with it, I'm going to attract the like-minded people. And that's what's happened. So it's about community for me. It wasn't about having a salon to have my name on it. It was about having a space to bring people together. I mean, I... mic drop into the <laughs> podcast that I am full body chills. And I got a little bit teary while you were talking about that. Okay. Can we start with, if I'm going to continue in this industry, it has to be with purpose. Because yes, I want right. to get to everything about the iris and horse and all of that. But before we go to any of that, if I'm going to continue in this industry, it has to be with purpose. That is Badass Ladies Club. That is Badass Beauty, you know, and healing. It's so in alignment in our industry, I feel like, that it's not enough just to do brilliant hair and make money, you know, like that after you've done it for a little while, there has to be purpose and alignment in mm -hmm. what you're doing. And you created a brand around that, that like you said, 
40 years is a long time to be in the industry. And so I'm so, so inspired to hear that that was the birth, you know, of Ziffium and it means so much more to me now knowing and that. And for the record, you feel it when you walk into her salon. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, it's I so feel great. it everywhere right now. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so then let's get into Horst a little bit. Because I know all of us that, like, work with Aveda and have roots um, with Aveda have, like, a direct or indirect connection with Horst. And I was a wee one when I got to work with Horst a couple of times at Congress, um, supporting makeup and that um, type of thing. But I remember the irises. And so when you said that, like I was immediately transformed back to um, when we would prep and he would have like his tray and there was always an iris on it. And I had never connected that or really like thought about that until you said it. But you're right. Like every opportunity that I had to be in person with him, which wasn't a lot, maybe like four to eight times, you know, over those years before he um, passed on, uh, the iris was always such a big part of like his personal ritual that he that's, had to have. That's so cool. I've never heard the iris story having to do with horse. Yeah. I've never heard that. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. It's just how he worked. It's he had a lot of things that he needed, you know, like he also needed certain aromas and he had, you know, like okay. people around him. Yeah. Like yeah. that kept his space the way he needed it to be in order to, you know, Love be comfortable. That. Yeah. Love. Right. That. Well, and he had that unspoken word too, even though he was very mm. expressive, you know, as we all know, um, he knew what he wanted. Yes, he did. But there was also where, I must have been an owl in another life because <laughs> I literally would just step back and just watch, pay attention, absorb. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's the type of learner that I am. Um, I can read, uh, but it's me just stepping back and watching and paying attention. Um, so I really absorbed the different nuances that he um, just put out there mm -hmm. and just watching even just the mannerisms um, watching how some of his energy affected other people be it good or bad and you know people sometimes don't realize that they're leading by example that way yeah so I, I do try to put myself in check am I always on my game heck no um, no way and but I try to take myself back and like okay this is who you said you were going to be. And I know we change, you know, there's evolution, even in just the human spirit, we evolve, but I still go back to my core. Like, why did I want to do this? Mm. And is it still doing that for me? Yeah. And so it's really important for me to, to really kind of take myself back a little bit. And I'm again, having purpose, really paying attention um, and if I can't keep learning, if I become stagnant, then I just don't want to do something anymore. Same. And so that's important for me to always challenge myself to try something new within our industry, because there's a plethora of stuff for us in this industry. And, you know, sometimes we put ourselves in a box and feel like this is all I can do in this industry or in any industry. But man, if you just take a moment, pay attention there's so much we can do. There's a lot. And I love to have fun, but um, my fun is, is um, stressing myself out sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> feel you. Um, you know, I have to feel it. Feel the so, pain a little bit, the girl. <laughs> yes. I'm curious. Do you feel like you were 
an energy worker before you were ever in hair? Or do you think that you developed into being an energy worker, like as you developed in your hair career? A little of both. Um, Cause I can even remember personal incidences when I was a kid and it usually involved me consoling someone, even, even adults. I was a kid nurturing adults who I recognized as um, being sad or um, very hurt. And um, it it just came naturally. And sometimes I didn't understand it. I just went with it. Mm. Um, But I, I feel like as I grew into my teenage years and high school and even my early 20s, I suppressed a lot of it because I was too distracted with um, trying to be like everyone else Mm -hmm. and not because I was always pointed. I was always that different kid. I was always the kid that um, I that was pointed out to me that I was always different. And but I never was it was never explained to me why I was different. Um, And I can remember having grade school, elementary school teachers that I resonated with. They saw that in me but they still didn't take the time to explain, but they totally saw me and understood me. Um, so there were adults in my life that I clicked with right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could tell there was something different about me, but until maybe well into my thirties, um, I started discovering that there was something else going on. And I went for my very first energy work not knowing what I was getting myself into because I had never done anything like that. And this energy practitioner um, said a lot to me. And one of the things that they left with me before I walked out of their space was you are doing, you're supposed to be doing the work I'm doing. And she guided me on where to go for training. She guided me on what books to read. She guided me on lectures. And I was kind of shocked. I didn't understand hundred percent of what she was saying. But she said, you are supposed to be doing what I'm doing right now, but you're holding yourself back. And she even described, she saw like a, like a a big spider web that I cocooned myself in to protect myself Mm, um, and that I needed to break out of that. So it took me a few years after that to really understand what she said. And I still hear her words, you know, and so um, I read books. I experienced a few things that kind of made me a little nervous and it's a big responsibility. And I had to question myself if that was something I was ready for that kind of responsibility. You know, I I never wanted to do anything wrong and, and intentionally not or unintentionally hurt someone through a practice that I wasn't a hundred percent like, uh, trained on. Of course. It took me up until a few years ago to seriously take some training I love that. And I can totally, um, I, I understand because when I was a kid, I feel like I gravitated more towards adults. I felt like this old soul in this tiny body that like, I didn't understand people my age. I didn't understand kids. I felt way more, not like intellectually on an adult level, but I just felt like those were my people, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was always just this little kid hanging out with a lot of adults. 
I also hear so much of what you're saying where you like were the caretaker or that you, you know, started to take care of people that you sensed weren't okay in one Mm -hmm. way or the other as a child, you know? And that that to me is always an indicator. Yeah, it's 100% like me. Like um, that I've always taken care of people, not consciously even, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just this urge or this thing that happened. Um, But also I super resonate with this idea that you don't want to do anything wrong. Or I know I my energy work career like started 20 years ago, but then I had this like big hiatus in the middle, you know, where I was like, I don't know enough. I don't feel like this is the right time in my life for me to pursue this right now. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to do it wrong, you know? And even the idea of who to go to to train with some of these things, like I was very suspicious, um, not wanting to make the wrong decision about like what kind of training I got or what modality I went into. And for me, had to be a little bit older and had to learn to like trust Laurie a little bit more to feel comfortable shifting, you know, like from something technical like makeup and, you know, something tangible like business and then move into something like working with energy and intuition and those things and learn to trust them a little bit more because that's not, um, it's not something that's taught, you know, or it wasn't when I was a kid anyway, like things look a little bit different now. So yeah, I'm fascinated by that whole experience that you had. And I definitely think that when you are intuitive and you are, you know, have that nature to reach out, care for, and take care of other people, a lot of times that is something that's been in you since you were very young, you know, Mm -hmm. like we're just kind of inclined to it. Mm -hmm. So cool. You know what I want to kind of shift into a little bit? What? Is now I want to talk about the Midwest Hairstyling Awards. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that all of this conversation is so rich, but also like owning a salon and having a brand, we know what it means to help facilitate a show and to have something with so many moving parts like the Midwest Hairstyling Awards that you are such a big factor in pulling off and making that happen. So Tell us what it was, kind of like Ziphium, that motivated you to want to get into being such a big player and making sure that the Midwest Hairstyling Awards is something that's happening and supporting and serving the industry. Um, Yes. Um, I'm just going to kind of cut to the chase. And I feel like being in the Midwest, I mean, I was born and raised in the Midwest. Um, We here in the heart of the country, if you will, I felt, well, first of all, I'm a middle child. So mm-hmm. being in the Midwest, I still feel like that the Midwest is that middle child, mm-hmm. the one that sees both sides, the yeah. one that tries to be the one that helps to balance things out. But it's like you're older, like say your siblings on the West coast, um, they get to do all this cool stuff and your siblings on the East coast get to do all this cool stuff. They get recognized, you know, and Again, Midwest has their values, sometimes a little too humble, if you will, for words, um, kind of get overshadowed. And I thought it was time for the Midwest to kind of like, come on, let's stand up. Let's show what we have, because we do have a lot of great work here. A lot of good hairdressers throughout the Midwest. A lot of strong um, educators come out of the Midwest. Um, And great companies were spawned within the Midwest as well. And then they just kind of balloon and spread out. 
But um, I felt it was time to recognize the, the commitment that a lot of people within this area have put into their work, to their art, their craft. Um, I wanted to try to share that um, expression with the rest of the country by being involved, um, getting people involved, I should say, um, and creating more of this sense of celebration and supporting each other and showing the rest of our country what we have here. So um, it took me a little bit. Again, I had to question, what is my objective? Um, why do I want to put the effort and the energy into doing something like this? Um, and the more I met other individuals who were just as, just as excited about putting something together, um, I thought, okay, at least I can get this started. Let's just try. Because we won't know unless we give it a swirl and give it a try. And um, honestly, I didn't give myself very much time. The, the moment I made the decision would have been like, say, January or February. No, I lied to you. It would have been about April of 2019. I made the decision. I'm doing this. And the show was September of 2019. Wow. So wow. You, can, you guys know what it's like to put shows to work behind the scenes. Yeah. Um. I started kind of by myself and recruited a couple people. And um, again, like I said earlier, um, when we were talking, you create something and those like-minded people that want that same thing are going to find you. And so, and I put it out there. I'm like, please, you know, I'm going to put this out there and let's find some people that want to do this. And and they, they appeared, they appeared, they showed up and um, we made it work. You know, it took some nights, long nights. It took getting like a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, um, just getting out there and, and, and telling people the story and the people that understood were the ones that latched on right away. And I thought, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have to prove myself and I'm going to have to prove it to the rest of the Midwest and the coasts. And, um, honestly, surrounding yourself with people that are smarter, brighter than you are, um, have more guts than you. I mean, I I made that decision that I was going to surround myself with really awesome people. And they're the ones that made this happen. I was just kind of like that little seed that planted. Mm -hmm. And then they just helped and brought the nutrients in and the water and energy and everything in and made it explode. And we had a first great show in 2019. We, and we had support from both coasts. We had support from different companies. Um, I was really lucky and I had some great um, entries and we had great runway. I couldn't have asked for a better first show. And <laughs> I felt like, I was like, oh, I almost said she. Um, <laughs> it's, fine. Girl, it's fine. <laughs> we, we're, we're good. Yep. Okay. Adult podcast. I thought, <laughs> all right, this was an amazing thing. How am I going to do this again? Was this pure luck? Was it just everything fell in alignment and just magically happened? I thought, Oh no, man, now I have to do this again. Because I tell you what, <laughs> that night I had people that I didn't even know come up to me and say, this was like the best. I felt so welcomed. I could feel the celebration. I felt people literally said they felt the love. They felt yeah. like the inclusion Everything that I had hoped would happen that night happened. And that was creating an experience for people 
bringing people together, celebrating together, honoring each other. And yes, it's a competition, but it wasn't the type of competition where I I was trying to pit people against each other. This was something just to help elevate our craft in this area and for people to feel good about celebrating their work and having others like lift, you know, like celebrate along with them. So that's what that was about. And you know, then we had to take a little break. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I thought, Oh Lord, are we going to do, I don't know if I can come back after that one year and having a break, Mm -hmm. but we did it. And Jessica, you were there. She was, I was was there for 2021. Yeah. So fun. I remember what it was like working in a salon in a region or a state where I felt like we never had a chance to be a part of any of these shows. And we were really fortunate that we got to travel with our company to do, you know, like different award shows in different parts of the country. But I always remember coming back home and being like, gosh, there's nothing like that for our region or our area. And so I can imagine how powerful that has been for your network for them to feel represented like that, you know, like that, that is, and I do feel like it's so much of this idea where if you are in the center of the States, like you said, we are like the middle children and we do Mm kind of see, you know, like what goes on on all sides, but it's so rarely about what our region is producing out there in the industry. And so, yeah, congratulations. And thank you for bringing that to the area because that's so powerful when you're in the network and you feel like you're being seen and that you have something to strive for, you know, for young creative hairdressers to know that if they had a chance to put their work out there, that they could do that from their home base and it wouldn't require them moving to the East or West Coast to be a part of something like an award show. So this is really powerful, I think, what you're saying. And this idea that like you did it and then you were like, oh my gosh, is it a fluke? Like, (laughs) was it just an accident? And then that to me is like the mark of true greatness when you pull off something huge and your first instinct is like, oh, did that just happen? You know, like that means you were in the flow. That means you were co-creating, you know, with the universe and all these other amazing people. And of course it wasn't a fluke. Like it was divine intervention and a divine assignment to get it out there into the world. And I'm ready to do it in 22. Like I'm so excited about September. Yay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to say you guys, you know, this is a 10 state, actually the Midwest is a 12 state region. Mm-hmm. Um, we've narrowed it down to 10 states because the Pacific Northwest, um, the show in Seattle took the Dakotas to kind of add, mm-hmm. so they would have enough states for their region um, so our region is just kind of like encompassed within the 10 states that are just like smashed together. Um, and we're still trying to get the word out. I mean, yeah. this is only our third year. So we're trying to rally in Indiana and Ohio. Um, you know, we're actively trying to get the word out there, but you know, there are some states that still don't really know that we're, we're doing this. Yeah, I know. So that just goes to say, if you have a loved one who is a creative or a hairdresser in the Midwest. Send them this episode. Send them this yeah. episode. Guys, yeah. we're also going to link everything for the Midwest Hairstyling Awards, for Ziphium, for how you can follow Vilma in the episode notes of this podcast. Yes. So 
Badass Ladies Club is going to do everything we can to make sure that as many people find out about what it is that you're doing with the Midwest Hairstyling Awards as we can. Do we want to talk about what we're going to be doing? Let's talk about it before I explode. Like, hold <laughs> hey. on. Um, Vilma has. What are we doing? I know. Okay. Well, <laughs> Vilma is seriously one of the most gracious people I've ever met and is being so kind as to allowing us here at the Badass Ladies Club to not only help out behind the scenes for the Midwest Hairstyling Awards, we will be there doing hair and makeup in whatever capacity um, needs to be done. But we are also going to be teaching a class the next day. Y'all, I'm so excited about this class. (laughs) And this is... Just to say, um, the Midwest Hairstyling Awards is the only region of because there's the Northwest Hairstyling right. Awards. There's the I don't there's there's tons lots of, of regions. Yeah. Um, Southwest. The, right. The that Vilma has set out to make sure to include education the next day. A mm-hmm. lot of these hairstyling awards, you go to the show, you have a great time, you party, and you go home. Um but this, this one is like it, you leave the show inspired and then the next day you can take hands on classes with some of the you know stylists that you've seen on stage, sometimes with some of the judges even. And that in this year, you're going to be able to take a class with the Badass Ladies Club. Yay! Um, so excited. So we're doing this class called Working Your Badass Energy, which is really, really special to me and to Jessica, because like we were talking about earlier in the episode, Beauty professionals do more than just hair and makeup and skin and massage, you know, like you are an energy worker to a certain extent, whether you realize it or not in this capacity. And so working your badass energy is all about helping professionals in our industry get in touch with how to work with their own energy, how to work with clients' energy, how those two things like mishmash together in a service Or what if there's like weird, awkward energy, you know, like how do you clear that? How do you ground that? Um, And then just learning how to clear your space, clear your own energetic field. These are things that I wish I would have known when I very first started working in this industry. It would have made things a lot more comfortable and I maybe wouldn't have been so confused um, Mm -hmm. as it was coming at you. And so we're so excited to be able to offer something that is... um, going to support people in maintaining their own energy because y'all the world is wild out there and you know we don't uh always know who it is that's coming in to sit in our chair or where their beliefs sit or what's going on in their personal lives and we don't need to know all of those things but we do need to know how to maintain that energy in our workspace and in our own personal space So this is really exciting for us to be able to offer a class like this at a venue like the Midwest Hairstyling Awards. And then we're also going to have some other pieces um, in the show. Like you said, we're going to be doing hair and makeup. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to have a merch booth. Like we'll be all over the place, but are just really excited to partner up like this and be able to offer this kind of uh, opportunity. Ready to get out there and network and meet. Hopefully all of you are going to be there. They're in the Midwest. And I mean, I couldn't be more thrilled. We're so excited. Um, Vilma, yeah. you were such we a big ticket. part. Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. I say you were such a big no, part. Just, ticket link isn't up yet. Yeah. Mm. But as soon as we get that going, um, I have a meeting at the museum today because 
my gosh, we didn't even talk about the space that the show is in. Yeah. It's just, it's a piece of artwork itself. It is. It's um, beautiful. But uh, yeah, we hope to have the ticket link up within the next couple of weeks for the show and then for additional classes too. Yeah. And we will make all of those things available on our pages and on our websites, you know, as they become available to get into the show. Um, you were such a big part of helping us plan and kind of like ground this class into reality. Um, and so thank you for that. You know, yes. like, I, I don't know if you are aware of what a great inspiration you've been for me, you know, like just taking these like airy fairy loose ideas that we have <laughs> and like putting them into something that I'm really passionate about is going to be a huge offering for professionals in the industry. So thank you. And can you talk a little bit about energy behind your chair and how that's something that you work with today with clients? Sure. Um, well, first of all, Jessica, you know, you've walked through the salon. We have, we have, um, crystals throughout the salon. Mm -hmm. Some of them are not visible, um, intentionally because we have them you know, strategically placed in as a grid. But then we also have a lot of crystals around the salon because I, I want my clients to be able to pick them up and to hold them. Uh, but, um, you know, here's the thing. When I talked about kind of stepping back a little bit and somewhat suppressing um, some of my, my work, or um, even just kind of holding back because I was afraid that I would be judged and nervous what clients would think, um, you know, with the type of work that I wanted to share with them. When I started and you know, I didn't coin this term, but coming out of the energy closet, mm -hmm. when I slowly started emerging out of the energy closet, I had clients that said to me like, oh, I knew this about you from day one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I picked this up you from day one. You're not telling me something that I didn't already know. And I was kind of surprised by um, that, especially from some clients that I truly did not expect to hear that from. So um, I do practice some of my energy work with them. I always have um, in different ways. But now I make it a little more visible. You know, I have Merkabas in my um, studio and um, I have clients that will hold one in each hand while I'm doing uh, stress relieving treatment before mm -hmm. they're cut. Sometimes they'll have them in their hands while I'm shampooing. Um, we draw cards too. So, you know, I keep decks um, in my studio so guests can help themselves. But sometimes I'll help interpret a card and we'll be having these conversations while I'm cutting their hair. Um, sometimes, though, I do energy work by not talking mm -hmm. and just totally getting lost with um, cutting because ideally I would prefer not to talk while I'm working. But again, I wouldn't be doing my job mm -hmm. if I wasn't talking and or listening to my guests and connecting that way. Um, but, you know, a lot of times, I've, I'm being very honest and very um, sincere when I say this. A lot of times I don't even know where my counseling is coming from mm -hmm. yeah. because I'll kind of freak myself out as I hear the words coming out. Mm -hmm. And I will just, I feel like I've separated from my body and I'm just listening to whatever's being said to them. 
And there are times that freaks me out a little bit, um, but I won't let on. <laughs> but um, I just feel like sometimes things are just channeled through me and I just kind of yeah. go with it. Yeah. I, I, that's the best way I can explain it. That, I love yeah, that happens. It happens a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time that yeah. I recognized that was happening to me was when I was teaching makeup classes and I would be explaining a technique or how to do something to somebody that was struggling. And that in my explanation, I would kind of like rise up and watch myself. And I'd be like, where's this stuff coming from? And I could see everybody in the class, like nodding their heads, you know, and and I'm like, okay, (laughs) like, and I remember at the end of these classes, think like wondering, like, where was that? You know, like, where did it come from? And that I feel like is the most authentic form of working with spirit is when you're, you know, like you can't try to do that. It just moves through you in that alignment space. Um, So that's beautiful that you're doing that with people. And I feel like that adds so much value to the haircut, you know, or to the service because it's so much more than just a haircut. And that is a cornerstone of so much of what we learned at Aveda and so much of what Jessica does at Badass Beauty and Healing, like that people are coming because they're being nourished in ways that maybe they can't quantify or put words to and their hair looks amazing at the end of it. And that that is so different than your $25 haircut somewhere, you know, like you just can't replace it. Right. Right. I love true. Um, I guess I'd love to circle back to what you said about the iris with being soft and strong, Mm. because I've never like in all of the interaction I've had with you, I've never heard something that was such a great representation of what you project as being okay to be soft and strong. And, um, and I love that because the badass ladies club is like the same kind of juxtaposition, you know, where like badass is really strong. Um, ladies is kind of soft, you know, like in that heart centered approach to things. So I think there's so mm-hmm. much magic in this idea of it's okay to be both. And, especially if you're talking about as women, like that Jessica and I've had episodes and we've talked at length before about like how difficult it is as a young woman coming up to be like, am I the bad girl? Am I the good girl? You know, like, can I be hard and tough or can I be soft and gentle? And that this permission that like, it's okay to be both and truly some of the most magical, beautiful things that exist are soft and strong. Um, so I think we could probably jam on that for a few. Hell yeah. Um, do you feel that, Jessica, in Badass Ladies Club, but also in this idea of Ziphium, you know, like that they're kind of encompassing this soft and strong vibe? Yes, yes. And, you know, I, more than anything lately, I've just been working with this idea that just because I may be a badass or um, I have boundaries or... I, um, may have like maybe a harsh way of talking because I curse like a sailor sometimes <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm any less tender right. or sweet that you don't have to sacrifice one to have the other. Yeah. And I, I felt like my, I've been to Ziphium two times, um, in my trips there and I've just felt like total alignment between badass ladies club and the way Vilma 
runs her business. And I was just like, she's one of our people. She's one of our people and she gets us and we get her and this is going to be magic. And so, yeah, it's totally in alignment with each other. The soft and strong. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because right before we hopped on, we were like, what does Ziphia mean? (laughs) And we looked it up, we Googled it it, and you know, so, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, it's also so important right now because women collectively are going through a lot, you know, and we're being called on to pull our strength, you know, and that, um, for all of the fire that I've seen come up out of women over the last, you know, two to three weeks. Um, it's so amazing because I also see the tenderness, you know, like I also see, um, it's that fierce mama bear, you know, like energy that comes up. And so I'm really inspired by this idea of the soft and the strong and that, you know, like when you were working on your first, uh, Midwest hairstyling awards, you were calling people in, to support you, you know, and to support the direction that you were going. And I feel like we called you in Vilma, like Mm -hmm. that you, that our orbits came together at the perfect time. And so I'm so excited about working obviously together in the awards, but also for other future collaborations to help support this soft and strong momentum in a, what it means to be a lady in this industry and making things happen and being okay being heard. Cause you talked about coming out of the energy closet. Like there's lots of closets. I feel like women are stepping out of right now that are like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I maybe didn't talk about my political views before, you know, like I, maybe you didn't know how I felt about reproductive rights, but now that I have to be heard, this is how I feel about it. This is what I'm not willing to let go of. And that, that got you, um, labeled before where you were like, a woman who couldn't keep herself in control or, you know, like you're crazy or you're a bitch. And that now I see women starting to step into that unapologetically, not being afraid and being supported by their sisters and their brothers, you know, in ways that's really, really inspiring. And I see you doing that online. Like I Mm -hmm. see you stepping up and giving other women permission to also step into their power like that. And it's so necessary. So thank you for doing that. My pleasure. My pleasure. And I'll tell you, I, I had a mentor um, and my mentor isn't with me physically anymore, but this mentor pretty much told me that we can't have one stronger than the other. So male energy and female energy have to be balanced in order for us to be able to make things calm down and balance. So it's just like a negative from film a black and or a negative from, from uh, film photography. Mm, yeah. That can't have one over the other. One cannot overshadow the other if you're going to have this nice, beautiful image. So you have to have that balance. And that's the thing. I, we could use the term political. I just feel like I'm, I'm using my voice for humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to, to turn, use that term politics, I am not going to be quiet anymore when it's causing pain for people. Um, I've found my voice and I'm using it. I'm using it through my art. I'm using it um, just like how you have your podcast. This is a tool that you're using to help create balance for all people, Mm -hmm. male, female. We have to have those energies that really need to come in alignment for things to really happen. So, um, 
I've recently did a, a gender gender identity um, little mini um, documentary that you know what I have to put that put that fear aside that I am going to um, have people um, upset with me mm-hmm. because I'm doing this for a bigger picture for a broader picture not for just little pockets of of demographics I'm trying to do this for the sake of humanity. And so be it. I'm putting myself out there, but I'm doing it with purpose and I'm doing it because that's, that's what I was brought here to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to grow up to be like Velma. Like, no kidding. Seriously. I want to be Velma yeah. when I grow You're up. You're a huge inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to grow up. No, I have Peter Hansen. <laughs> um, no, I don't want to. <laughs> when I was at Ziphium back in April, you were about to launch, was it the period poverty? campaign yeah yeah and it wasn't my campaign I was supporting it right right strawberry um, campaign yes the strawberry campaign and I I overheard a conversation you were having where you said you know I could accept these donations and like throw them in the back and then you know give them whenever the campaign was up or whatever but she said no it's going right here in front of my salon and if women menstruating makes you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. then like I don't know what to tell you, but all this period stuff is going right yes. in the front. And I was like, yes, Vilma, like, yes. Well, and that even translates to when you set up the bathroom in your own salon. Yeah, I know. I did the same thing. I was like, oh, should I put these tampons under the thing? And then when someone needs one, I'll just give. And I was like, no, the men can look at the yeah. tampons right. in the it's fine. bathroom. Yeah. It's fine. Like. So I was so happy to see that. It's a ripple effect, you know, like you making that choice about where to put the donations rippled (laughs) into, yeah, like a protocol at Badass Beauty and Mm -hmm. Healing and is rippling into this podcast right now. Like what we do intentionally or not intentionally sometimes makes a big impact without us even realizing it. And so it's such a beautiful thing. I love to see that. Yeah, I love this episode. I love you. I can't wait to see you in (laughs) September. Thank you for being here today. We just really are so inspired by everything that you're doing and want to support all of it in every way that we can. Yes. And we... to you guys coming. Oh yeah. We're excited. And I promise we're still working on the things we told you that we would be working on. Um, Yeah. So we'll be in touch with you later for sure. But Honestly, guys, like if you have a hairdresser, a young hairdresser in your life, no matter where they live and you yeah, feel like, to the Midwest. yeah, this to the show. Um, episode was something that would support them, forward it onto your friends, post it on your stories and we'll repost it for you. Let's get the word out about what's going on at the Midwest Hairstyling Awards and all of the other amazing things that are running through Ziphium and through Vilma's Orbit. I just love it. Yay. Thank you so oh. much, Vilma. Yeah, you guys have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye, Velma. Bye.